how would you like to spend $2,000 to give a broken man a second chance? Nah. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes, and nobody gets any more Facebook page and no homers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we are here to review Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes, the final episode of season three of The Simpsons. We've finished another season. It feels yeah. good. I don't like it. I feel like we're getting through them too quickly. Really? It's only been just over a year, been doing the show, and we're three seasons in already. I feel like we're... Well, that's true. What are we going to do in a couple of years? Yeah. But I feel like it's re- uh, leveling up in an RPG. Like, you start as these little dweebs that don't have much strength, but every season that we go, we become more powerful. Well, the episodes are getting better. Yes. Which, which as in the Simpsons episodes yeah, yeah, are getting yeah. better. Not our episodes. <laughs> no. God, that confuses me every time. Whenever someone says, like, I love that, like, you know, great episode after we've posted a link. I'm like... Do you mean us or them? They never mean us. Well, maybe one of them does. Possibly. What did you think of the episode? You know, honestly, I really wanted to love this episode, I, but I, I just thought it was okay. If you really want your best taste of Herb Powell, you want to go, oh, brother, where art thou? Because that's a much better, much funnier episode. This one didn't feel very focused. And I was watching with the audio commentary, and they even mentioned like halfway through, you know, you're 12 minutes into the episode, you don't know what the storyline's going to be. It's just, it's just a whole bunch of things that happen. I noticed it was like, I think it was about the 12, maybe 13 minute mark. That was where he says, Maggie, you're going to make me rich again. And I'm thinking, I thought this whole episode was about this. Yeah. But we're two thirds of the way into the episode and like nothing's happened. Yeah. And then it happens really, really quickly. Yeah. It's just, he goes to the convention. Everyone wants to buy one. He's rich again. Mm. I mean, look, don't discredit the fact that there's a lot that, there's, you know, there's still a lot of funny stuff in here, and there's some stuff that's really iconic. Homer and the drinking bird. He's drinking the water. <laughs> but I just remembered it being a hell of a lot better than just okay. I felt like it was a good follow-up to the first one. It did tie the story up nicely. Mm. What I did like about it was that it had a good family story, which is something I felt the show's lacked the last few episodes. Yeah, true. There's been no sort of story that the whole family's been involved that with. Got them all involved, yeah. It's been yeah. each... Like focusing on two or three of them. So it was nice in that regard, but it just, yeah, no, yeah. it lacked something. What I'd heard, like the script was originally 53 pages yeah, long. Way or something too long, like yeah. That. And even, like, you know, they cut a lot out, but then they were doing a lot of rewrites. And I think that just kind of came across. It was a little bit stilted and disjointed from one scene to the next, that, that there wasn't much of a flow to what was happening. I'm but glad. again, some fantastic moments, including. As I mentioned, the drinking bird, but also the ending. Uh, the ending, but I was going to say Mr. Burns and the out- first annual Montgomery first Burns. annual Man- Montgomery Burns Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this just says that you've won. Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I always loved. I think I've mentioned this before, but when they do the opening ceremony dance, whatever, and it ends, mm. Burns walks in and goes, "Yes!" <laughs> I just love the way he's so involved. It's his actual ceremony for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> just I love that part. But um, yeah, I did also, I have great memories of this episode, but it sort of brought it down a notch when I read that Danny DeVito wasn't really interested in coming back. No, oh, wasn't he? No, I always thought that so he- So it was them pushing it on him? Because I always thought that he loved doing the show. Mm. And I've got actually here, Hank Azaria has said that you could tell that uh, Danny DeVito was like, yeah, 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 let's just get it over with. Nah, that's disappointing. Yeah, it sort of took it away. Because I read that before I went back and rewatched. it. must have thought, been busy making Rainmaker at the time. Or Twins. <laughs> Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> well, not 92. Yeah, that would have been around that. Right? Batman yeah, returns. Batman Returns. He had a lot on his plate. <laughs> Rainmaker was late. It was like 96, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was just a barely a glint in his eye. But yeah, it was a fine episode. Like it's The, fu- the funny thing was, this was actually meant to be season four. 
Oh, really? Yeah, Fox... Oh, we're getting into some facts now. Do you want to get straight into some facts? Sure, go for it. So, basically, this aired in August. It was August 27th, 1992, right? Mm-hmm. That's much later than what a se- uh, season usually ends with. Usually about May, they end. Yep. But because Fox wanted to just put an episode out there randomly to do something to do with like the uh, premiere of another show. I think it was when it was to coincide with the premiere of Martin, I think I read. It was a sitcom with Martin Lawrence. Oh, shit. I remember that. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Went for five seasons, apparently. Did it? Yeah. But Does anyway. Chris Rock had a sitcom as well. Did he? That I think might have been called Chris. No. Do you mean the Hughleys? No, I mean Chris Rock. Rock. I'm sure Chris Rock had a sitcom for a while. Uh, I don't remember that one. I remember the Hooglies. I can't find it anyway. Anyway, off track. But yeah, they wanted there was something to do. They wanted an episode of The Simpsons to come out. So that instead of waiting for the new season to start season four, they aired it in August 27 and called it the finale of season three. Even though the last episode end in, uh, aired in like May. Yeah, that's weird. So there's a few months gap. Yeah, did so anyone watch like, it? How did you even know it was going to be on? Oh, they wouldn't have advertised it. After but, three long months, yeah. it's the, <laughs> the season finale <laughs> you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Everybody hates Chris. I remember that. That wasn't so much a traditional sitcom in front of a crowd, but it was sort of like, yeah, modern family kind of sitcom. Stop. Yeah, along yeah. that style. I the show is based on the life of comedian Based Chris on Rock, his life. He wasn't in it. Yeah. He narrated it. He did, yeah. yeah. So, like the Wonder Years. Uh, yeah, a kind of blacker version of the Wonder yeah, Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it says here the reason for the late broadcast, August twenty seventh, ninety two. This usually this season usually ends in May, as it says, was because the Fox Network decided to add an additional episode to the season and show it during the summer to become the biggest network on television. As a result, the writers, animators, and producers had to work longer hours than normal to be able to finish the extra episode, which became "Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes." I heard that they were working something, or a couple of them were working like twenty-hour days. Yeah, for I remember Algin saying that. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And and a couple of the other guys were like, "No, you didn't." He's like, "I'm telling you, I did. I was yeah. there. I went through it." Yeah, <laughs> it's like when you're recording, basically. Yeah, the last year of your life have been twenty-hour days. So the decision to uh to make another episode with her was because, and we felt the same way. The last one ended quite sad. Mm. Like I, I didn't like the way it ended and didn't really tie things up really well. They yeah. had, they had to go back to it. Yeah, yeah. There were some definite loose threads there. So that's why they went back and made this episode. Uh, originally the producers were going to end the first Herb episode with Herb saying, "I've got an idea," but then they decided to flesh it out and actually make it this new episode. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Because it just I don't know. It would have made it even worse if it, they just hung it on, I've got an idea, and you're like, well, am I ever going to see this guy again? Yeah, like, and it would have taken away the impact of him saying, I have no brother. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? uh, the producers also then decided they enjoyed Dane DeVito's guest starring as Herb so much they brought him back, but then were disappointed by the fact that he didn't really seem interested by it. Hmm. That kind of says to me, because I've always wondered why have they never brought back Herb. Maybe it's because of DeVito. Maybe he's just not interested. Apparently, it's not always sunny in Springfield. Yes, apparently so. But I, I wish they would bring him back at some point. I hope Danny sucks it up and does it. Because he's a good character. Mm. I don't know. Twenty something years later, why not? But yeah, true. Why? Not? <laughs> There's no real reason why not. But is there much of a calling for it? I now? suppose, as I said before, it's a good would follow fa- up to the first one. Would modern fans of the show, like would kids who are twelve, thirteen, and watching the show at home, even know who he is? Yeah, that is true. I sort of look at it. This is like the first two part episode of The Simpsons. Although they didn't air one after each other, mm. you could watch them straight after each it's other. It's got a nice top and tail. Yeah. Just Did a- they ever bring back Cecil? He came back because Sideshow Bob in like season 18-ish, I think it was, he yep. had a, a lawsuit, a okay. court case, and all his family returned. I'm pretty yeah, sure he's right. for that. I feel like he needs to be brought back for a full episode. But will it matter anymore because Frasier's not on TV anymore? People like you... Would That's true. People like, like kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that, that is purely... It wouldn't have broad appeal. Nah, not at all. But I would watch the shit yeah, yeah, out of it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so let's get into some trivia before we get into the full review. Yes, I've only got do. two questions this week. Okay. Oh, I've got a, a quick little fact as okay, well. Okay, cool. Um, just, just quietly, uh, there's the moment of um, Hands Across America is referenced in here. Okay. Uh, for people that weren't aware of that, because I had to look it up, Hands Across America, uh, 1986, it was an initiative to raise money for homeless. So it's um, a real thing. It was a real thing. 6.5 million people participated. Apparently, had all the participants, like, you know, the, the line kind of snaked through yeah. but there were enough people that had they all stood roughly 1.2 metres apart they would have been able to stretch across 48 states wow mm. I was gonna actually, I'm just looking it up now I was going to do a similar thing not Hands Across America but New Coke they make a joke about New Coke yeah I love that joke and I, f- I don't know anything about New Coke do you know something uh, about they it? just cho- they changed the flavour well, in 1985 they did something yeah there. they changed the recipe and they were promoted like this New Coke and everyone had a taste went Ooh, that's awful and then they went back to Old Coke very very and quickly and made more money because people were happy to have the original back or um, kind of like New Shapes I don't know if they made more money off it they might have but how bad was New Shapes yeah New Shapes was awful but then <laughs> what here's like for anyone that works in food marketing out there there's a book called Salt Sugar Fat and there's another company I can't remember who it was off the top of my head what they did when they wanted to change a recipe because they were going to save money by switching one product to another product they just did it and didn't tell anyone for like five months and there might have been a little period where people would have gone eh tastes a little strange oh well but then by the time everyone was used to it then they came out with new and improved flavour Ah, okay. Right. So, it so when you tell people that it's different, then they expect it to be different. Yep. When you just, if Coke had have just started pumping out new Coke and not told anyone, shit would have been fine. That's why Coke is in such the the poor multi million dollar state that it is today. Uh, exactly right. Um, speaking of multi millions of dollars, apparently uh, many of the millions of dollars raised by Hands Across America did not get distributed. They, they raised something like thirty seven million, and about thirteen was. So it's just like on. every other charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll kick off the trivia. Shane Warne might have been involved in yep. it. What was the name of the luxury chair? Uh, the Spine Melter 3000? Spine Melter 2000. Ah, yeah, close dead. enough. Close. And I'll just do it with my follow-up because it's a follow-up to that. Okay. What was the name of the store where Homer found the Spine Melter 2000? Ah. No. The Seatery. The Seatery. Yes. I, was, uh, I only saw it because it was on the side of the truck. I saw it at the end. That's not bad. Now, that, that makes me think of Seinfeld when Elaine's talking about the, um, you know, it doesn't have one of those bad names, does it? No. It's called the Lumbar Yard. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one more fact. I couldn't say it until I read out the trivia. Mm. So it's the idea for the scenes involving the Spine Melter 2000. Yep. Uh, originated when one of the writers bought a vibrating chair to relax after their 20 hour shifts working on the episode. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those scenes, of course, really good parody of 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's um, that in relation to last week's question where uh, references that I wouldn't have got as a kid. Yeah, I watched that's definitely like, oh, one of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I've got, uh, where did the parts come from for Herb's first prototype of the baby translator? Oh, is that what said on the side? Yep. Oh, no, I didn't pick up. Uh, oscilloscope. It was a really weird word. Oscilloscopes. A, yes. Yeah. Oscilloscopes for less. An oscilloscope is basically a machine that shows you frequencies and wavelength form. Ah, okay. Outside of being lazy, what other deformity did Homer's sperm have? Ooh. No, no, no. no. One of his sperm had three eyes. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, no yeah. visual deformity. Now I've got that as that and that annoyed me. I thought that was a little bit goofy for the Simpsons. But it's three-eyed fish. I thought it was a little throwback it's, to it's that. A, it's a funny visual, but it's sort of oh, it's it's not bad. But at this point now, the Simpsons are starting to push the boundaries a little bit more on what they get away with when it comes to realism. They're sort of hmm. going outside of the realm of realism now. Well, Smithers' face on the sperm. What, your face, your face sperm. isn't on your sperm. I don't think so. I think you should get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I just feel, I, I feel one, like that's something that Conan O'Brien would come up with. The final one who made a visual guest appearance under the tra- uh, sorry under the uh, train lines, under the poverty line. So one of the bums. Yeah, one of the bums. Very famous. 
So it's a celebrity or it's someone from The Simpsons? The celebrity. Actual celebrity? Yeah. Only in visual form. Doesn't speak. I don't know. Charlie Chaplin. Really? Charlie Chaplin's tramp is there eating a shoe, referencing Gold Rush where he um, eats his boot. Wow, I did not see that. Well played. Alrighty, so the original air date for the episode was August 27th, 1992, a bit later, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. The chalkboard gag was, I will not fake seizures. You should not do that. All you kids listening, do not fake seizures. That's not no. funny. Don't have real ones either. That's not fun. Yeah, neither. Not just very... avoid seizures in general, if real you, or fake. If you see someone with a seizure, just don't touch them. Let them have a seizure. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. No. Don't put cookies in their mouth. I, I, <laughs> tackled, I, I tackled a guy at football once and he had a seizure. I thought I'd killed him. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, not, not good. Anyway, and the couch gag was the family comes in cartwheeling and they land on the couch and yeah. they all put their arms out and they're all happy. Can I just say one more thing off the top before we get into this episode? Mm-hmm. There were, if you go back and watch it, there were a lot more background details in this episode than any other episode that I've ever noticed. Like the little visual touches that the animators draw in. One of them I'll point out a little bit later on, but a lot of them, like, just... Paint- Give me an example of one. Paintings in the background, or photos on the walls of the background. Like, there are so many shots inside the house where they've got a photo of Grandpa or a photo of, like, young Marge with her hair's on- only halfway up and that sort Putting of thing. Putting stuff that didn't need to be there. Yeah, just background detail. Even one where there's a shot and you sort of see through their hallway past the steps that go up to the right, and there's that other little kind of sitting room. At the very back of that, against the wall, on a shelf, is a tea kettle. Now, there is no need for that to be there whatsoever. It adds nothing, doesn't visually fill space that needed to be filled or anything like that. But I just, you know, I really loved the the small details that the animators put in on this. I'm a big fan of when they do stuff like for the the animals, when they do that kind of thing, where I think it was last week, I don't think I mentioned it, it might have been the week before, the family's watching TV. And rather than just have them sitting there watching the TV and hearing the television, I think it was Brockman speaking, Mm. the cat is got its claws on the couch like what do they do like what do they why do kind of do that? pouring yeah, um pour- i think it's it's, it's something sharpens their claws no 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 something to do with them making a bed in the wild or something like that ah, okay, like they kind of puff up the ground yeah. so they can lay down snowball's on just doing that on the side of the couch in the background I'm like yeah. the cat doesn't need to be doing that but that's what a cat does yeah you know yeah i just like that little touch so the episode kicks off with the annual plant physical mm-hmm. great opening gag yes the one on the sign or what uh, it says oh the yeah annual plant physical no jokes but no just the line, everyone in their underwear, Lenny just rocks up nude. Yeah. And I love that no mind is paid to it, really. No. Homer just gives a little sideways glance and, hmm, you forgot it was a physical day, didn't you? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Can I borrow your underwear? Nah. Nah. <laughs> now, there's two, there's two nahs in this episode. My second one, the second one's the my second favorite. The second one's the best one. How great is it? Oh, that's that is my favorite moment in the whole episode. How would you like to give a broken man a second chance? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Just amazing. I loved it. I laughed so much when I saw that. Alrighty, so then it cuts to a very popular... Oh, sorry, I was going to say, actually, on the subject, so the implication here is that Lenny... Always comes to work. Always goes to work. Commando. Yeah, yeah. I would not be doing that at a nuclear power plant. Like, I'm sure it's safe, but I'd be wearing, like, lead underwear with asbestos lining just to make sure that my boys were safe. Yeah, yeah, you should be doing that. So then we get the popular eating in the tank. 104% body fat. Hey, no eating in the tank. Go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it just cuts to Homer. What is that? What's that? He's just craned into some water. Like, Homer gets lowered yeah, into this why tank. Why are they doing that? Like the cow in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> is that what physicals were like in 1992? <laughs> I'm not too sure. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> is he just so heavy that they couldn't put him on scales? Maybe that is like, that seems like it's going to be funny. Let's do it. Yeah, possibly. I'd love to know what... Is it just like a big saline solution or something, and that's it? it sends a little shock through it to figure out what his body fat percentage is. Is that, is that the same guy whose design is like the box, the box, 
Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen that that guy before. M- maybe it was in a previous episode. But for some reason, I thought he was the guy where Mr. Burns says, you can have this or you can have, give it all up for what's in this box. Oh, yeah. He's like, the box, the box. Maybe. Anyway, uh, it doesn't I don't matter. Know. Anyway. It just reminds me of that guy anyway. So then we cut to Homer uh, at home with Marge. Just a really quick clip. So how was work? Oh, the usual. Stand in front of this, open that, pull down this, bend over, spread apart that, turn your head that way, cough. Then we get Smithers telling Mr. Burns that Homer is sterile. And we get the, the gag I was talking about, the visual gag, where mm. Homer's sperm is bumping into each other. Oh, we've, got the, we've got Homer's head. But yeah. obviously, you need to do that to be able to distinguish between Smiths. I love how he's yeah. like, this is what a normal one looks like. And then Mr. Burns like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird the way he Check said Check out Homer's sperm. Ugh. <laughs> 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 the man well, with how, lazy sperm. How pr- it is such a great visual gag, just how proudly Smithers' sperm is swimming. Yeah. <laughs> All with this big smile on oh. his face. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, and then he. Um, whenever I hear Mr. Burns say yes, now I just think of yes. Yeah. Whenever we watch TV, if someone says yes, I just go yes. Nicholas, like it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny to say it every time, Brendan. Yes, it is. <laughs> so uh, Smith suggests that they bring in the lawyers because we should. Do, sorry, we should do that. It, like insert that into. You want the truth? I think I'm entitled. You want the truth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> So Mr. Well, he tells Mr. Burns he could sue us because it's because of the power plant. That's why he's sterile. Yeah. So good, good um, curse or not curse, but like exclamation! Mother of pearl, call yeah. my lawyers. I didn't get this next gag. I'm sure there's. It's funny, but I didn't get it why Mr. Burns was belittling them as well. As I being didn't quite funny. understand why either. As I, much as I thought it was funny, like I know I this, laughed at this it, must have been funny for some reason, but I didn't get it. Well, I hate you all so much. Would you like a cup of tea? Like, I, I, they, they were going for something there. I, it's gone over my head. I'm sure there's a listener out there who understands it can explain it to us. No, but. well, yeah. Like, it, it was just massively out of character for Burns to hate. Yeah. To, just, to, yeah, I, 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 I was a little bit lost as well as to why he was sucking up to them so much. That was a bit that... Because he often talks down to his lawyers. Yeah. But then he just go, he'd just scream at them and then he'd offer them a cup of tea. He's mm. like, oh, where, where, where are my manners? Like, mm. I, I just... It was strange. Funny, like I laughed. I just don't know why they it did didn't it. fit the character at all. I no, don't, I don't like it when they've got established characters now making them do stuff like that for the sake of the gag. Yeah, yeah, just it's a Family Guy thing. <laughs> so then they suggest a cash settlement, and then Mr. Burns goes off his rocker again. But anyway, mm. so then meanwhile below the poverty line, which I thought was a nice little thing they put there, cuts down the guy talking about how he used to or the bum talking about how he used to own the Mickey Mouse massage parlors or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to be rich. My old Mickey Mouse massage parlors. And those Disney sleazeballs shut me down. I said, look, I'll change the logo, put Mickey's pants back on. Some guys you just can't reason with. I, and I love Herb talking about, my trick was to give the cars Japanese names. You ever drive a tempura hatchback? Like, oh, yeah, I got hit by one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the bum scenes in this. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, obviously, we get the Herb telling his story, which is the flashback for people who may not have seen the first. Yeah, episode. it does a nice, it does a good job of recapping. Yeah, rather than just have the flashback, because I think the one they what was a Black Widow, they they sort of threw it in there just for the sake of it. They're like, "Yeah, Samuel, you can't like him. He's the one that sued that friend, yeah, Chris the true. Clown." And yeah. it's like, eh, "Yeah, okay, whatever." But this one, it sort of just it blended in nicely, mm. and it was good design of Homeless Herb as well. Like yeah, it was, it's still, still the same guy, but he looked completely different as yeah, well. You know, yeah, just he sort of looked like the guy that's like got any spare change, man. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then this is where we um, we get the new Coke joke. Yeah, like, blunder of the Time century. Time magazine called it blunder of the century. I mean, come on, what about new Coke? Hey, I invented that. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. So funny. And I'm sure it would have been funnier at the time as well. 
Because it would have yeah, been a relevant yeah. I mean, thing. The more time goes on, the less people think that New Coke was even a thing. I kind of feel like that may... It's sort of like a dated joke now. So, because if there's people... Oh. If there's people who never lived through that, they wouldn't know what it was. I yeah, I'd never heard of New Coke. it's still kind of iconic as far as massive clusterfucks go. Like, see, I didn't South know, Park... See, I didn't know whether New Coke was an actual thing until I researched it. Okay. But that, that, that's what every show suffers from. If they make pop culture jokes but see, the Simpsons usually does it well they make references to things that are timeless generally pop- they're timeless yeah. yeah there are still like it's it's less and less common but there are still some people that will make a new coke reference from yeah. time to time Um, I was going to say South Park like season 3 the Chim Pokemon episode that has so mm. that would have been late 90s I mean that's still pushing so it a little bit 70-ish I think it's South Park yeah I, and I think it's probably also more of an American thing and that might be why I don't even know if new coke even came out in Australia so yeah, I would have a clue. I do yeah. remember supersizing being in McDonald's here at one point. Oh, I never went to a McDonald's that did supersizing. Really? Mm. I remember having... I've had it once. I, I remember saying, I want supersize. Mum's like, Brendan, you don't need that much. I'm like, oh, super, supersize me. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, Herb goes on the big sort of speech. Because this is America. And in America, you're never finished as long as you've got a brain in your head. Because all a man really needs is an idea. Well, I'm licked. Me too. He cuts the Bart and Lisa, they're doing the couch Olympics or whatever it is. <laughs> he breaks the couch. I, lo- I love the animation and Homer running and going, oh, the cushions, the arms, the dream is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homer has so many good... Homer is the star of this episode, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I do love after he breaks the couch, even though that Lisa wasn't involved in the breaking, she was kind of complicit in it they by cheering lied. Bart on. Yeah, so yeah. She, ju- yeah, she chimes in immediately and... Helps Bart in his life. I thought the whole animation of the catch collapsing in the music uh, and like Bart's face like, oh fuck. And then yeah. Homer, Homer walks in, what was that bloody sound or whatever it is? And then Bart's just running off and he comes up with the lie. I did like that when he says the lie, he looks up at Homer quickly to make sure that he bought it. Yeah. Just and a little thing like that. The fact that Lisa just pops her head on his shoulder. Yeah. It's okay, sis. <laughs> um, and then it, Homer's it, like, why during prime time when TV's biggest stars come out to shine? It is that <laughs> moment when you're a kid of like, you're doing something that you possibly shouldn't have might not necessarily be deliberately naughty, but you're just having a little bit of fun and then you see it go wrong and you have that mo- time freezes where you're like, <gasps> I've gone too far. Yeah. I can't come back from this. Normally with me, that involved broken... Bouncing a ball inside or something. Yeah, I was going to say. And it bounces the wrong way. Yeah, broken windows. <laughs> Playing with a golf club and golf ball in the backyard. Yeah. Get it a little bit off the toe and psh, straight through. This can't possibly go wrong. Yeah. Or <laughs> the time that I fell through my dad's uh, skylight in the shed because I was trying to collect little cherry apples from a tree. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, even <laughs> as I was going down, just at the moment of fearing for my life because I was falling near a whole bunch of power tools, um, <laughs> uh, th- there was still so a you moment. Fell, like into the shed. Yeah, I fell through a shed. I missed the vice by like an inch. Like, it, it, yeah, um, two 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 meters, roughly two and a bit meters, straight onto my feet onto a concrete floor. Fell back, cut my back. Anyway, even as I was on my way down, though, it was I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up a sign. Yikes. As long as I survive this, I am going to get yelled at so bad. If this is a cartoon, you sort of look to the camera yep. and then look back and then fall down. <laughs> <laughs> so then... Uh, <laughs> look to the camera, give it a little dry, like... Well, that was predictable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get the flashback of Homer remembering things he's watched when he was on the couch, like the Who Shot JR, Hands Across America, what you yep. mentioned before. Yeah. The Berlin uh, Ball coming yeah, down. Yeah, and Homer's bored, but yeah. boring. Yeah. He's having a pile and he's happy. He comes to the conclusion, you're going to go back to where you came from, the cobra at the front of Flanders' house. Yep. <laughs> uh, Herb's then at the park and he's just racking his brain, trying to think of an idea. Here's the baby crying. 
Hallelujah comes to him. Yeah. Oh, he says to the woman, what can I ever do to repay you? Please don't hurt me. Consider it done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Lenny and Carl consoling Homer at work mm. about his couch. We get a really weird out of place fourth wall style. The life can't get any worse. Yeah. It- and then they just pause awkwardly and he's like, that's right. Life couldn't get any worse. And like there's the- another pause. And yeah. then Burns, and then comes, Burns comes in. But like, yeah, the joke being that, you know, they've missed their cue. But just out of the blue. Like, it, yeah. it didn't... That's not. It's not that that's a bad joke, but it just does not fit what's going on. And then they, why would Lenny and Carl not respond to life can't get any worse? And then they just sort of look around awkwardly. Yeah, and I was like, yes, like, that's right. F- like for that moment, they're aware that they're in a sitcom. It became forced. It's, it's, it felt over here. This gag feels really forced yeah. and makes no sense. And then they do it again later. I will get to it. There's an, a moment where Bart does a really. It's not the same joke, but in the same way. It's the where he goes. Has remember the real, last time? Remember when Dad won the Montgomery Award? That's right. Yeah. yeah, has this really bad exposition dialogue. I've got here. It's just it's sort of taking the piss out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't. I did. I didn't get why they had it there. Well, Swartzwalder wrote this. Maybe you're just trying something different. I don't know. It can't it, all be gems. Yeah, it didn't. Those things just didn't quite work. I don't like it. The Simpsons is one of those shows that doesn't need to do that. Mm. It's just yeah, no. anyway. I'm glad you noticed that as well because I thought I was going to mention it and you go, "It's just a cartoon. What are you critiquing it for?" No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it, it, again, it's not just a cartoon, but like you set up parameters and you have your show as it is, and yeah. sometimes you can go outside of those and and it's fine. It's just that this was a mishit for yeah. me, misstep. And then Burns calls Homer to the office, as we said. When he walks in, is this the man with the lazy sperm? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, Homer, you virile son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he says, because they, they felt that if he offered him $2,000, Homer would sign anything. Homer's like, I'm not signing nothing until you explain it to me. And then Mr. Burns comes up with that ridiculous... Or until someone gives me the gist, gist of it. I'm not signing anything until I read it or somebody gives me the gist of it. And then I Mr. can Burns tell you, having worked in sales and having to get a lot of people to sign bits of paperwork over the years that is exactly how 99% of the population really? are yeah this is our privacy statement it basically just covers this and this <laughs> alright <laughs> <laughs> but then Homer's don't I get some big award ceremony and all this other stuff and the lawyer just nods and then Miss Spence is like fuck me and then it cuts to the go it's the first annual it's one of my bum, favourite bum, songs bum, 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 <laughs> outstanding, outstanding achievement in it's just one of my favourites the field of Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> he's walking, he just, he's, it's just great how they just encapsulate this actual award ceremony for nothing. Yeah. That's one and of the best parts of the episode. They squeeze in a couple of digs at the Emmys. Yeah. In between. So there's a line of like, this is the biggest farce. What about the Emmys? I stand corrected. Yeah. And then the trophy itself is, is modeled exactly the same as an I Emmy. I didn't pick up on that. But with yeah. Mr. Burns. Um, fact like Mr. Burns' figure. Really? The, yeah, I didn't even notice it. I if can't you, believe the coffee show passed me. It, later on, when you bring it up, you see it when Homer's at Moe's sitting next to Joe ah, Frazier. Okay, yep, 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 yep. And then Homer's not, isn't even sure that he's actually going to win it or not. Don't yeah. jinx me. <laughs> <laughs> I already know you won. And then I do like your Joe Frazier. He makes an appearance. Mm. Do you feel they used him well in this episode? Yes. The, the, the Barney scene. Oh, no, it was funny. It was funny, which is all it's, the only reason mm. it's there for. But I just felt it was a little bit forced. Well, I just like that Joe Frazier's flown into town. He's not just going to get back on a plane. He's like, well, I'm here. I might as well have a drink. Where am I going to go? Oh, uh, that is true. I'll yeah, come yeah. to Mo's. Apparently, they had a really half, uh, difficult time getting him to say the word excellent. It took him like over 20 oh, takes. a hard time with the reading, yeah. He couldn't say the word excellent properly, yeah. Did you hear the little story? And I love this. Like, this isn't like prima donna type stuff. This is just kind of cool about how originally... It would have been a throwback to the Lord Palmerston thing. Like, originally, Barney was going to win. And they caught up and went, hmm, Joe Frazier does not get beat up by Barney Gumble. <laughs> <laughs> His son was like, that's not happening. Yeah, which I love. And I think it is better. 
Like, it, yeah. it, it is better of just how easily a heavyweight champ would destroy some drunk at a bar. It's just the blood <laughs> Can dripping. Can it go outside? Let's do it. <laughs> the blood just dripping down the wall. Not even that, though. Beforehand, the door, beforehand, it's the blood splatting onto the door. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I thought it was really, really cool. What I didn't like here, reminded though- me a little bit of Rocky there, by the way. Why? Rocky Five. Tommy Gunn fights in the ring. My ring's outside. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I didn't like that they had Homer fall and then no throwback to it after the commercial. Like they ended the commercial with Homer falling from this giant balcony and it cuts mm. back and he's just at most. Like nothing, he wasn't injured or anything. Well, yeah. Like what was the point of having him fall? Could have had a bandage what was on the point or something. Of having him fall? You know, just, like, just, just to make game. you laugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so go, as we said, goes commercial, comes back. Homer's sad. He's at Moe's. He misses his couch. Fraser consoles him saying, oh, I know how you feel. I lost a word title. And Homer's, well, it says something like, there's three of those. This yeah. catch was one of a kind. <laughs> and then, um, and then some, why does Barney even challenge him? Hey, Fraser, shut up. Like, he does nothing wrong. Barney, you've been riding my back all night. <laughs> that's just, it, it's, it's just, just funny, funny for that. Fraser yeah. plays it so well. That's, yeah, that's what makes well. the scene work. Yeah. Uh, so, so he beats the shit out of Barney. Barney finds a peanut in the bin. That kind of stuff. <laughs> Ooh, a peanut. Yeah. Uh, Herb then announces to the other bums that he's got the idea. He goes, oh, he needs the idea. And like, how are you going to do it? Okay, you need idea and money. Yeah. And I didn't like this, that randomly in another town, the front page of the newspaper, is a thing about Homer winning the award. Mm, that's a little bit convenient now that you've said that. Yes. Yeah. Like, man wins. Like, he won $2,000. Like, big deal. It's just... Yeah, but Burns. Burns has got the power behind him to be able to get that on the front page of the paper. Keep in mind that Mr. Burns is kind okay. of a ripoff of Citizen Kane, uh, of Charlie Foster Kane. If you, okay, okay. <laughs> but it just, it just seemed like... I, 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 you know, I just take it that Burns has bought national news. Yeah, yeah. he catches the train to the Springfield... He chooses the one with the pillows. Yeah, that was a nice visual gag yeah. as well. Like the t- the typical joke of hobos riding around in trains. Just yeah, like there's lions and acid. Krusty brand self uric yeah. acid. How comfortable does he look in the pillows? Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> what <laughs> a way to go! It's better than an actual seat. They used a gag here. No, oh, they they didn't use a gag here. That which was like going to, but they saved it for Burns, baby Burns, where he says, "Yeah, what state Springfield in?" And the guy uh, traveling away. Yeah. That yeah. was going to be used here. Yeah, okay. And then they, they, cut, they cut it and they went back and used it in Burns Baby Burns. Just quietly, could you imagine how much of a pain in the ass it would be to unload hundreds and hundreds of individual pillows? That, that shit should be in boxes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realise that. Yeah. <laughs> and dirty. They get very dirty. Yeah. Anyway. Where are you going to put them? Yeah. Just at the platform with pillows everywhere. <laughs> Homer then, uh, he's walking home. He's like, I feel so alone. So couchless. <laughs> <laughs> Finds the chair. And then this is... I don't know what it is about this. It just might make me weird, but I just love where he's like, give me full power. And he, he goes into... But the, sir. Yeah. <laughs> goes into the 2001 reference, but it's after Marge says, you can't buy this chair, we need the money. He goes, Le- uh, leave me be while I kiss the sky. And he, he put, turns it on yeah. again. It's just a... Uh, <laughs> and like saliva starts coming out. I love that it just slides off. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, think the part at the end where he's like... Uh, and like the animation and the, the way... Dan delivers it. I don't know how he done it, but it was just fucking perfect. Yeah. It's just, I'm having so much fun right now. I imagine it would have been like a hitting your chest. Uh, type thing. Uh, but it's like just, that. it's just the drool coming out. I just thought it was perfect. It's like, it's like he's having an orgasm almost. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, very much. Uh, but there was a line here though that we can't skip over where he says like, I've always had an empty hole in my life. I tried to fill it with like religion, family. They were just dead ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then Herb arrives. At the Flanders and Simpsons house. He makes the luckiest wrong choice of his life. Yes. Uh, I've got here, they've really um, set char- uh, Flanders' character by now. Yeah. He's just a really giving person. Yeah. Yeah. So they bring him in. 
They give him a makeover. Can we bathe him? Yes. No, that's your mother's turn. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. They give him the exact same suit that he used to wear. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Same haircut, everything. He looks very sharp. Back to being her pal. Goes to the Simpsons house. As he's walking over, oh, they're singing again, stupid neighbors. Wish I was deaf. <laughs> 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 Knocks on the door. And then I thought it was, this was a nice touch of Herb saying, oh, how am I going to react? He's my brother, but he's a man that made me bankrupt kind yeah. of thing. Knocks him out. Knocks him just, just one punch. Out cold. Great animation on Homer's yep. face as well. Jaw just... I went off mic there because I was trying to imitate it. His <laughs> jaw just flies sideways. I thought it was great too. Just steps kids, over him as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Just leaves him there. The kids walk in. Unky her. They call him Unky again. Yeah. I, thought I, was, I was very happy that they made that little slight... Um, callback. Just a little callback. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Uh, Marge is happy to see him. How you been, Herb? You know, sleeping in boxes, eating out dumpsters. You mm. can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They go to the Why dinner. didn't you call, Unky Herb? What was I going to say? Last night, I what was it? Last night I slept in a dumpster. Thanks to your pup. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah. In that same scene, I did like here that. But once again, proud of the fact that he's going to be a bum when he's older. Yeah. Got any advice? And what is it like? Uh, uh, I think it's in the latest. That's actually in the latest. No, scene, no, it's in this scene. It's in this scene. Unky Herb, what advice would you give to a boy who will most likely become a bum like yourself? Discarded pizza boxes are an inexpensive source of cheese. And it's straight after that where Lisa asks him, why didn't you write yeah. since like you heard? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I love, again, the animation on um, Herb's next line to Homer, where Homer's like, you're not so happy to see me. He's like, Homer, I'm sorry. It's just that every word you say makes me want to punch you in the face. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. his fist extending into the air as he says it. He then puts Maggie to bed. And I really liked here that he sang the Pow song. Mm. When you're driving near or far. I just thought he's, he's still that man. Yeah, you know he still wants to be he wants to be that person again. Yeah. And being around Maggie, he's got this idea. He, by having him sing that song, they're trying to show the fact that he feels like he's going to become that yeah. man again. I liked that they that they included that song, and it wasn't a callback, and it wasn't in the first one. It, yeah, it just adds some extra detail that it wasn't. Yeah. You know, that just creates more depth around his yeah, life. Yeah, he really he, he feels like he's going to be that man again. He's going to yeah. be successful once again. And then this is where we finally see where the episode's going. You're going to make me rich mm. again. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I felt that should have been the commercial break. Yeah, it could have been. I, just sort of, I sort of felt like that's like the moment where you go, ah, okay. Because Homer just falling off the balcony, you're like, uh. So when we come back for commercial, he's going to be injured. Maybe right? that or just would have made the, the act too, too long. long. Yeah, I felt they've done it a couple of times this season already though. But mm. anyway, so then they're playing Monopoly and Lisa's just taking all of Herb's money. Homer's kind of a dick here. Like, I guess you're just a terrible <laughs> businessman. Punches him out again. Yeah. And the family don't say anything. They're yeah. bad neither. Just, yeah, they just accept it. Yeah. They know that Homer was wrong. And this is where we get, I'll let you elaborate the scene where Bart says, remember that, why are we here spending money? Or why are we here not spending our money? Remember that time Dad won the award? Yeah, well, well, there's not much to elaborate on other than that. Other, again, it was just like this. It was they're, like acknowledging they're the fact trying we- to deliberately make it bad as a joke about how bad the exposition is. I don't think they've done, I don't think they've done that up to this point. Where they've broken the fourth wall no. so many times in one episode. No, I don't think they have. And it's not even like a deliberate... Because it's not fully breaking the fourth wall because they're not talking to the audience. They're not acknowledging. But they're definitely letting people in on the fact that they're watching a TV show. And that they're almost aware of the fact that they're in a TV show. And it, it just didn't feel right. We might see more of it though in season four. Because this was meant to be a season four episode. So maybe because we're not used to it. Because season three has had none of that stuff. We might, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there's just stuff that I've forgotten. It might fit in well more with or blend in more with the season four episodes. Well, we'll see. We will see. I'll be coming. I'll be paying close attention. Coming, <laughs> coming back. If it's wrong, I'm going to punch you in the face. Wrong. <laughs> uh, Get so, so fucked. Then, what? 
just we're gonna have to pause recording for a second. No, no, we'll continue. What's happened? Mitch watches the golf whilst we record. By the way, guys. Well, just at the moment. So Jason Day on the fifteenth hole. This is the Barclay um, final round of the Barclay. This is a monster putt that looks like it's about sixty feet. Roughly, oh, he's gone the from over there? one end of the green to another. He's putted about halfway up the fairway. This is similar to Tiger Woods' chip-in on 16th of the Masters back in 2005. Boom. That's unbelievable. I'm sure if that's not on YouTube, it should be. Look up Jason Day Barclay putt. And even if you have never played or seen anything of golf in your life, you are going to appreciate how phenomenal that putt was. It was just, it looked like it was never going to make it. Mm. This wasn't supposed to be spoken about on the podcast. <laughs> but Let's get back to The Simpsons then, shall we? So then the family start going through, and this was sort of planting the seed for the ending. So Lisa's saying she likes the book, she wants a book collection. And do you mm. remember that when you were a kid, when you'd have monthly subscriptions to things? Yeah. I, um, I had, do you remember How My Body Works? I used yeah, to have the Body yeah, Works books. Yeah. You used to get the body parts and stuff. I never yeah. actually had the subscriptions, but I remember seeing things. I was like, oh, I wish I could have that subscription. A- every month I'd get a new Goosebumps book. That was another yeah, thing for me right. too. Yeah, right. Like with the it. Um, Lucky's Book Club in primary school? Nah, was that what it was Scholastic was Scholastic. Club. Yeah. There were a couple different ones that they had. Lucky yeah. was like this little cat. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I used to just, it reminded me of that. And Bart wants a gun. Uh, Homer says, didn't we want to get a chair? That was your <laughs> idea. <laughs> I like Homer's animation there when he's getting told off. He's like, Ooh, yeah. it's just really, really well done. Marge then mentions that she wants a new washer and dryer. Uh, that's where we get, this is my favorite part in the whole episode. How about you give a broken man a second chance? Nah. <laughs> Doesn't even think about it. It's just, yeah. the delivery is amazing. Yeah, so it's great. Perfect. Uh, then Ho- uh, Herb says, I'll give you, a, don't, let's not discuss it here. I'll give you a 20 minute presentation. Yeah. Homer complains, 20 minutes. Oh, uh, cuts to Herb. He brings out the drinking bird. It's drinking the water. Take it easy, Homer. Now, this is an example of how one little idea, carefully marketed. This is the greatest invention in the world. You'll make a million dollars. No, Homer. <laughs> that invention is out already. I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> Going back for more. <laughs> oh. He announced that he's going to make the baby translator. Mm-hmm. And Homer has to be co- coaxed into it, but he eventually agrees. And he says, okay, you can add the money, but you must treat me like a brother. Nope. Okay, just, <laughs> give, me, just give me the drinking bird. <laughs> and he's satisfied. Cut back from commercial. And Herb is working on the translation. So he's got he's playing with Maggie, trying to work out what she means and stuff like that. So the first... I want to suck your nose. Yeah, there's a, someone posted on the Facebook page last week saying, I always love the fact they got away with Herb saying, I want to fuck your nose. And I was like... What? And I was like... When the hell does that happen? Is and that I legitimately it, I like, what they thought he said? They posted saying, I, lo- I don't know whether they were joking, but they posted, I love how he gets away with saying, I want to fuck your nose. My God. Yeah, I it's know. It's like some Lars von Trier shit that's <laughs> thrown in there. <laughs> Something you'd see on SBS at two in the morning. <laughs> it's like that, oh. Erotic Tales. There's a movie show? called A Serbian Film. Don't watch it, but it, it, don't even look up the description of it on, you, on Wikipedia. It's horrific. But if you've got a strong stomach... Look up a Serbian film. Okay. And then I, but I did not recommend it. On a scale of one to Tub Girl, what is it? Fucked. (laughs) Just (laughs) awful. Okay. So then he reveals the translator, and the family aren't really impressed. Marge says, the, I love Marge. Because that's so what Marge would do. Yeah, 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 that was so true to character. She knows, okay, this is shit. I need to try and make him feel better about himself. (laughs) Even after they've already seen it as well. I love that it still falls flat. And, and that's such a thing the family would do too. Now we've had a sneak peek when you're in the John. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is another one of the effort bits. When he unveils it. Unveils? 
Why did I say that? When he unveils it. (laughs) Jesus. Um, On the back of the machine, there's a white card that has the patent number. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, it's like a... I tried to write it. It was a little bit blurry, but there's like an eight or nine digit number on the back there. So, it's like he's patented his invention. Like, who thinks to put that shit on there? Yeah. Eight out of ten people probably wouldn't know you'd need one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, like, it would have been fine for that just to have been a brown box. But, like, no. This is what he would have done. Yep, yep, yep. So then Homer sort of says, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe we blew 2,000 bucks on it when right now rollers could be needing my buttocks. Homer, could you stop thinking about your ass? I try, but I can't. I just like it before that. Like, he's real simple. I don't know, Herb. You should have just taken new, uh, an existing product and put, put a, a clock, clock in, in it or something. <laughs> People are afraid of new things. <laughs> <laughs> and when he when I heard that, I was like... What would I like better if it what had a clock I, in it? What could I add a clock into? <laughs> that inflatable R2-D2 that right Yoda there. That over there would be better with a clock in it. Yeah. <laughs> but almost anything in this room would work better with a clock in it. And then we realize that it actually works mm. because Maggie starts speaking. And you know the other thing? It. When I look around your room, I look yeah. at things that have already got clocks in them, like the VHS player and the computer. The, I don't know how you could improve those things. Have you heard of DVD player? No. <laughs> don't want to hear it. Once you've got a clock in it, <laughs> that's the pinnacle. It is. You got a clock. You hit the you hit the top. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as we said, Maggie has proven that the machine works. Best part about it is, I have soiled myself. How embarrassing! It reminded me of last week when um, Skinner calls her stinky, and he's like, "Oh, how embarrassing! How embarrassing for you!" But it's it's the way Maggie de- they get Maggie to deliver the line there. Oh, 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 she's she's actually yeah, embarrassed. Yeah. It's the tone. <laughs> I, I have soiled myself. How embarrassing! I love how flat his reading is. Yes, it's, it's exactly it's how it would be. Yeah. yeah, all the family look at her as well, and she's just she's genuinely embarrassed. I thought it was just a, a really great one of the finest Maggie moments up to this point. Mm. I thought it was great. The finest Maggie moment was when she shit her pants. But it's just the delivery of the <laughs> I have soiled myself. <laughs> how embarrassing! <laughs> it's funny because I was wondering. I wonder if a baby is embarrassed. If a baby if knows. Sh- if it's, if it's sh- oh, shit. I've shit myself. I've often wondered that. Like, my dog, dogs now, plural, will often, like... Shit if, on my hallway floor? Well, that happens. <laughs> um, but if I put them out to the toilet, they often look back at me over their Don't shoulder. Don't watch me. Yeah. It's yeah. like that. What are you doing here, man? Yeah. <laughs> Give me jet, some space. You, like, you shut the door when you go to the toilet. What and, are you doing in the backyard? And they squat really awkwardly. Like their legs shake. It's yeah. just hilarious. It's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. We need a dog translator with yes. a clock in it. I actually, honestly, I was watching the episode. And I'm thinking, I need to look it up. I forgot to. Dog translating app. Surely there's something out there where they've translated what a dog's bark. If there isn't, we should make one. Yeah. Doesn't have to be real. Say whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. People read horoscopes. I have sold myself. People pay money for horoscopes all the time. <laughs> exactly. Homer's upset. He's in bed with Marge saying that. Um, and I, I genuinely feel sorry for Homer here because Homer didn't mean to fuck up Herb's business. It just happened. No, yeah, that's true. We've got to flash back to that that Herb is 100% at fault. He took a man off the street that yeah. has no experience designing cars whatsoever and all ignored, the there. ignored every single warning he was given by his engineers about what a mistake it was going to be. It was Homer didn't fuck it up for him. He mm. allowed Homer... Well, he did, but he didn't do it deliberately. It'd be like punching someone in the face because you put them in your country's 100-metre s- sprint team and in a no race and experience. found out afterwards that they couldn't run... A, like, you know, that they ran it in 25 you seconds. You failed. It's like... I, yeah, but I, I just, <laughs> Dude, I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on a sprint track since I was 11. Cut to the uh, the baby expo. We've got things like a dog and a ball. And I, I, didn't I know- love dog and a ball. Kids love dog and a ball. Yeah, I didn't know Frank had a, had a wife. 
Oh, oh no. You don't remember? This is one of my favourite lines. Oh, I did, but I didn't know he had a wife. Oh, up until this point. Yeah, no. we never hear of a yeah. wife afterwards. I yeah, don't no. Think. But it's just a... <laughs> oh, dear. My wife, my wife is going to kill, kill me. me. It's just the for the perfect landing. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. And what I imagine is the way I would have done it is that the wife doesn't even know he's taken the kid. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the best way. He has to explain not only that the kid is gone, but why. You know who, you know who Frank reminds me of? Me. Rick, Rick Moranis from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, ah, Honey, I Brought the Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mad scientist yeah. experimenting on his own family. Just constantly failing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why he doesn't have a wife anymore. Because he killed his son. Maybe. <laughs> that's why I don't see her anymore. So, I did like here too that when they walk up to Herb's machine, what the kids, what it tells the parents that the kids are actually saying. The great. best one. Oh, this leash demeans us both. Yeah, that one. And before, I only want to eat candy. Then that's all you'll get. Yeah. Yeah, I that's thought that. Just a great piss take on parenting. That is not too bad. But yeah. I, I hate kids on leash. This leash so demeans us both. <laughs> man, I was a, I was standing up and applauding in my lounge room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the translator is a big success. They wanted, someone wants to buy 50,000 of them. He's rich again. USA. I forget, I typed these notes up pretty late last night. I forget, My entire summa- summation of the final scene. Herb lavishes gifts upon family. We see Homer's sperm. Okay. <laughs> That's all I've written. Well, I've got a little bit more than that. So... Homer's giving everyone the gifts. Now, this is a take Herb, on... Herb's giving everyone the gifts. Say Homer? You said Homer. Okay. So, Herb is giving everyone gifts, including Homer, and it's a take on the ending of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like the... Um, I didn't pick up on this until I read it. I was like, I yeah, it is, I guess. Yeah, Al mentioned it. It's not so much a parody. It's more just like an homage yes. or a little bit of a lean-to. Um, Maybe they did it and then they were like, I just mm, kind of like that. Like, you know, Tin Man, here's your... What did Tin Man get? A heart? Tin Man no, got brain. A no, you got a heart. The scarecrow got a brain. Scarecrow got a brain. And the courage was the lion. The lion. How do you give someone courage? Because he gave him an award and it made him feel all... Oh, brave. okay. Yeah, yeah. Or you gave him like things... As long as you're wearing this, you'll be full of courage. You'll be full of him. courage. All right. It's been an awfully long time since I've Good seen Good movie, though, first mm. time. Like, in the 30s, that movie came out. Australian listeners who might be aware of the Whitlams, I'm not sure if they'd be big in the States. You've mentioned them numerous times on the podcast. Do a, do a fantastic cover of If I Only Had a Brain. Really? Mm. Fantastic in that it's just the, the last thing you would expect a kind of rock-ish band to do. Just before we get into the, the ending of this episode, getting to things that you've mentioned before on the podcast, mm. that Tim Minchin Christmas song. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, White Wine in yeah, the Sun. I went back and listened to it again a couple of weeks ago. It's fantastic. I nearly cried again. Yeah, it's, it's really, really great. There's that line where it's like, you'll realise that these are the people that make you feel most safe in the world. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's so beautiful and so pure. So Tim mentioned White Wine in the Sun. If you prefer a lady voice, there's a um, you can find Kate, Kate Miller Heike yeah, doing yeah. a cover of it as Not well. Not as good as the first one. No, it's actually it's it's that song that landed Tim mentioned the gig on uh, writing all the music for Matilda, the, ah, the musical. Okay. So some people went along to his name was in the mix and they went along to watch one of his shows it's like really really funny there's not a lot of heart though maybe we'll get him to do the funny numbers and we'll get someone else to come in comes out does the encore and does white wine in the sun like, there it is here's and our man it's obviously for people internationally it's summer here in Christmas time which is why it's white wine in the sun that's why yeah. it's a Christmas song but just yeah. the lyrics of it I think it's like the, the fourth verse it's or just something. simple it's just, just but, are we seeing my dad my uh, and there's mum no and one that can't relate to it it's like yeah. I'll get the classic socks jocks and whatever chocolates for as a gift but I don't care because I get to see my dad and my grandma it's like yeah. fuck that's perfect man. yeah that anyway. is it's an amazing song so the end of the episode he gives Lisa it's the throwback to what they wanted earlier yeah, so Lisa gets her book um, but gets NRA license yep. Marge, <laughs> I sold the old wash and dry for 50 bucks yeah <laughs> there's a little bit of businessman in that as well yeah. He's got so much money now, yeah. but he still sold it. <laughs> Didn't give it away. Oh, you stupid dryer. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally 
be there and bet on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How much fun would that be? I love that Mark... Uh, it's just perfect that Mo bet on the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stupid dryer. And you know that he would have spent the 50 bucks to yeah, get yeah, it as yeah. well, which is great. And then Homer says, I don't think there's a vibrating chair in that bag for me. Homer, come outside with me. Yeah. This was a great ending. This I've actually said here, while the episode might not be that good... It's a perfect ending. One of the most memorable endings in the history of the show. It leaves you such a warm, fuzzy feeling of the... And it's well acted Especially by- if you're a guy too, because it's the whole... Okay, I forgive you. You're my, oh, you can call me brother, and I can do the same. Whatever. Yeah. And Homer sort of understands that, and then he says, "Give me a hug." And he's like, "Well, I've never really hugged a man before." Just that male bonding moment. Yeah. Ah, oh, Homer, I bought you the chair and gives him a kiss. Like, get out of here! It's just the reaction from like Danny DeVito, the way he delivered it. Get out of here! Come piss off! Get out of here! Like it's just the, it's the perfect male bonding moment because if they had just left it at that, it would have been a nice ending, but it wouldn't have been a, a warm, fuzzy ending. I don't think. If you didn't get the chair. If you didn't get the chair. If that is left it at the, you get to call me brother, it would have been like, ah, oh, it's kind of sappy, you know? Yeah, it is a little sappy. It does, it stop, stops it from being overly sentimental. Yeah. Per, it's just the right amount of sentiment. Brings it back to being a comedy again. And yeah. it cuts the home of vibrating and the sperm's vibrating. And yeah, very, yes. very good ending. So final thoughts were, it's one of the more memorable and memorable endings, but it's not the best episode of season three. Um, yeah, it's kind of one of those. They, they were trying new things, I guess. Threw a lot at a wall to see what would stick is basically my overall but let's wait to get a season episodes. four because maybe it is a season four esque episode oh, i don't reckon it is yeah i can't remember that. I, I think yeah well, well, they we'll did see, try but i don't think so what was the episode where they had the cartoons don't have to make sense and then they had the homer walking past the window stuff like that they did go mm. for that kind of thing yeah i'm not sure what that was anyway, i think it's the one where boy scouts in the hood possibly anyway but that's but, a bit that does work yeah so like yeah like i said it's it's not like they never try to break type it's just that in this particular instance I didn't quite see what they were going for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they sort of they felt out of place here mm. than the other ones normally do and it was a fitting sequel to the first episode yeah it was similar but it was still very different as well I'm glad they didn't just go for the same sort of storyline what do we learn Palmer so what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, we already covered off the pizza boxes are an inexpensive source of cheese it was that's going to be it was too uh, obvious I'm sorry yeah uh, I also learned that leashes are demeaning to both the child and the parent. Uh, I already knew that. <laughs> Everyone should. Uh, no, I learned that um, Berlin Wall, a little bit boring. Oh, I forgot actually to mention, I loved the states of Homer balding in that montage of I him watching the yeah, thing. Yeah, so, okay. like, starts with him fully with hair, and then when he's watching the um, Hands Across America, he's got the two strands up the top, but he's still got like this thick band of hair down the bottom, and then he's finally fully bald. It's just great the that they're ball. all doing it and Homer's just sitting there watching them do it. Yeah, that's also good. He's looking over the top of them. That yeah. is cool. Now, before we get into this week's mailbag, we've got a few uh, PayPal donors we need to thank. If you'd like to chuck us a donation, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Big thanks this week go out to Seth Weens. Now, he's donated a few times to us, so mm-hmm. big thumbs up to you, Mr. Thank Weens. You, Seth. I hope we're pronouncing his last name correctly. All the way from Canada, I believe. Yes, all the way from Canada. Coming to us in CADS. Big fan of the show, so thumbs up to you, mate. And a big thank you to Jared McPhee, who has donated some money to us as well. As we said, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Really do appreciate it. And also, please make sure you grab a copy of our premium podcast. We review Bart versus Australia and you only move twice. Next Sitting one's... down in a few days' time to do Cape Fear. Yeah, so we figured it's the end of season three. Let's kick off with a bang. Let's do a premium podcast. Cape Fear seems to be the one that everyone wants us to do. Mm-hmm. If you've got some other suggestions, go to mailbag at or just email us at mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Let us know what you want us to do a premium podcast. Only $1 we do per episode. You get great value for money. Yep. Now, do we want to go to mailbag or do we want to go to stories? Mm, aren't the stories part of the way? No, no, no. Like now? Just what I've been up to through the week. I've had an eventful week. 
Let's save it for the end. Okay. Tease. All right. All right. So, tease. Mailbag. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh. Uh, we've got some really great questions in the mailbag this week. Okay. So, question... I'm just going to crack straight into these. Question number one comes from Dylan Haggett. Um... Dylan wrote this in all the way back in April. Uh, Dando mentioned in an episode of this that he felt that the episode You Only Move Twice was overrated. Now, since going back and rewatching that, I think you have changed your yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't know if that was, I may have said the word overrated. It was more a case of I didn't quite get what everyone liked. I never said it was okay. a bad episode, but I was like, I don't quite get why everyone finds this so funny. Yeah, okay. My, he wanted to know if I have a particular episode that I think is overrated. Now... I'm worried that I might lose friends over this. Including me? No. Well, no, no, bro, we tight. Um, uh, the Mysterious Voyage of Homer. I don't think is that great of an episode. It's got some fantastic animation, don't get me wrong. But there's also just an awful lot of Homer wandering around being unsure of things. And frankly, after seeing that once or twice, I get a little bit bored of it. It's like... Um, Go a funny start with the chili cook-off, but I guess you're downhill from Yeah, there. after that, it's no... And then a nice ending. But, like, the the whole middle patch, like, all of the Johnny Cash and the Talking Wolf... Uh, sorry, Talking Wolf, the Coyote, all that sort of stuff. It, it just... There's not a lot of funny. There's a little bit of funny. But it's, it's not... Like they're trying to get an Emmy for best animation. Yeah. And, it's, it, like, uh, this is... Um, by no means am I saying it's a bad episode, but I don't think it's as great as it's made out to be and kind of as fondly remembered. I was going to say that it reminds me a little bit of the Pixar film, The Good Dinosaur. I don't know if you've seen that watched at all, it, no. but like, it just doesn't progress the character fast enough. Um, people that have seen The Good Dinosaur would know what I'm talking about, that the main character in that is this timid, scared of everything thing. And it feels like for the first 45 minutes, the entirety of what the voice actor had to do was just be like, ah, uh, ah, uh. and just screaming and running away from things. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it for me. I remember when when you mentioned that episode, the mysterious voyage of Homer, mm. or whatever it is pronounced, El Mysterio. Yeah, it is. yeah, but I, I didn't go with the Mexican. You know, when you're a kid, you tape Simpsons off TV, and you have that tape, but it doesn't even say Simpsons on it. You know what it is. You know we what talked about this last week. Yeah, yes, you know what episodes are on it. You know, yeah. there's certain ad breaks. It says whatever. species one and two. Yeah, exactly. God knows why you would have had that on VHS <laughs> when you were a ten year old boy. <laughs> uh, so I always remember that this episode, Porkies. this episode, yeah, was at the end of that of a particular tape. Okay. And I really didn't like the episode as a kid. I don't mind it so much now, but I mm. really didn't like it as a kid. So I knew as soon as that came on, if I was lying in bed and that tape was on, I would push stop, rewind, and go back to the start again. I, yeah, I couldn't okay. handle that episode being on. I just did not like it at all. I think it's because as a kid, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense it's to like me. like how for a really long time, I didn't have any Spider-Mans on Blu-ray. Because they for so long, you could only buy the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans on Blu-ray in the triple pack, uh, and I refused to have Spider-Man 3 in my house. I heard it was terrible. Awful. Really, really bad. I was like, I am not giving them any money for that movie. <laughs> I, I waited three and a half years for them finally to release one and two individually. So like, done, sold. They would have had to have been by themselves, man. They weren't. Anyway. I, I suppose looked, when they first looked, came out, they were looked, DVDs, weren't they? Yeah. On DVDs, I had them, but then on Blu-ray, they only ever came out as a triple. It was yeah. such a pain in the ass. It's a way of trying to get, to get all three. Mm. Sorry, I've hijacked your VHS thing a little bit, but it just annoyed me of that. And the other one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They, you could only ever buy two and three for a really long time. They never had the original on DVD for ages. No, that's not true. Uh, you know why I know that? It's, that might be true in Australia. I in Australia, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. getting movies like that. It's same with, uh, what movie was it? There was a movie called Little Monsters. It's mm. got uh, the guy that, who's the Harvey Keitel? Is he the guy that does the judge on the fucking America's Got Talent? Is that his name? Harvey Keitel, the bald what? guy? No. 
No, Harvey Keitel is a guy from fucking. Harvey Keitel. He's a wolf. wolf? He's a wolf. Yeah, yeah, from no. Ha- Harvey, Harvey, someone. He's the dude, the ball guy from America's Got Talent, the judge. I always thought that was Pitbull, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but he plays the main character. He's got okay. Fred Savage in it as well. One of my favorite movies as a kid. You can only get it on DVD. Same with Major Pain. You can only get it on DVD in America, mm. which is why I was glad I had Reggie Fred. Anyway, another thing I wanted to mention about this episode that reminded me of my childhood. The part where the 2001. Hang on, we haven't actually got to whatever the episode you didn't like was. Oh, there you go. So it's the end of your VHS. So Oh no! Was that the mysterious one? Oh, it was that same one. It was that episode? Oh, I thought it reminds me. It reminds me of that. No, no, no. Okay. Um, Another flashback. I forgot to mention during the episode the 2001 parody Mm. where he's going on the chair. They used to use that all the time. Some of you listeners may remember for a Fox Eight commercial for like The Simpsons every weekday at five thirty or whatever on Fox Eight. They would play that clip like in its entirety. I always it always reminds me of watching that commercial. I don't know why, but just yeah, I used to watch a lot of Fox Eight Simpsons when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, episode that I think's overrated. That that is a good one. I really didn't like. I was never a huge fan of um, Deep Space Homer. Oh really? I like Deep Space Homer. As a but kid, I like space. Yeah, so do I though. That's the thing. I, I like space sci-fi. I just didn't. I don't know. As a kid, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I like it now. Okay. But as a kid, I wasn't a huge fan. I always love the. The real drama in the line. Careful, they're ruffled. Or when when Barney gets off the wagon again, and he goes, yeah. "Oh, oh, oh!" He hits the roof and then gets yep. run over. Yeah, it's, it's just it's clubbing them. Where'd you get that? Certain way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so there's a couple overrated episodes in our. I, opinion. I think it's overrated anymore, but that's what I thought when I was a kid. I remember not mm. liking it. Question number two comes from a Nate, uh, all the way from Edmonton in Canada. Uh, and Nate would like to let us know that he absolutely loves the podcast, been Thanks, listening Nate. to us from the start. Uh, cool. Never realised how big the fan base was for The Simpsons across the world until our podcast came out, which was very cool. I like mm. that we're kind of cultivating a community. As I said before, the purpose of the show is to just yeah. unite Simpsons fans and, you know and rekindle lo- your love for the show. We've been doing this for a year and a half-ish. We've been running the Facebook page and social media being what it is, you always expect to cop some backlash about things. I think we've had like three ever people say something overly negative yeah just really not like the show yeah like yeah. I, I just love the positive attitude that everyone brings to the community well we're just we're doing it well, we say we're doing it for free but you can't pay if you want to but we're essentially doing it for free just because we love the show we're certainly not profiting no not really no <laughs> not at all and no. then we we just we love doing this show and i love meeting new simpsons fans out there like, mm. i can't wait to want to go to america i'm hoping i'm going to america in november 24th we leave I really want to meet up with some of the listeners over there and just have a beer with them. Mm. It'll feel weird seeing or thinking that these people listen to me talk every week. You know, mm. I feel like I've already met them already, but I haven't. Yeah. If you haven't written to us, please do it. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We read everything. We may not write back to you straight away, but we will write back to you mm. eventually. And we will get to all the questions as well. Yeah. In any case, uh, his question is, if you, look, this is something we've touched on, but I don't... It, Given that he's been listening forever and doesn't remember us talking about it, maybe we never went into it in quite enough depth. Uh, if we were asked to create the final episode for The Simpsons, how would we do it? What would the story be like? Would you do a suspenseful ending like The Sopranos or a more happy emotional ending? Or even just a big clip show ending with all the characters and guest characters there'll, talking about There'll be moment. no spoilers here, don't worry. We're not going to tell you how certain shows finish, like The Sopranos kind of thing. No. no. So don't freak out. Um, I think we have answered this before. So I remember we were talking about the Al Jean's Al idea. Jean's episode was uh, idea for the end episode it's pretty was pretty much perfect. perfect. Like, was, I can't think of a better idea. Yeah, that the family because they've never aged and it's a timeless world. Yeah. that the family are going to the uh, Christmas play, Christmas thing, yeah. kind of yeah pantomime thing Concert. that they're going to in the very very first episode. So it's this never ending loop. The last line should be the first line you hear Homer say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty perfect. 
So then the show's just if one continuous I wasn't loop. going to do that, it would be cool to see an episode that parodied some sort of famous ending of something. They've done that so many times, though. But, I don't know, like, in a definitive way? Yeah, but what's a timeless ending they haven't parodied? Can't just be something mm. that's popular now. It's got to be something that's timeless. Yeah. And I feel like that might be a little bit of a copy. I think the Simpsons need to do their own thing. Homer, Homer Simpson is Kaiser Soze. <laughs> Final <laughs> episode, he kills everyone in the family well, and actually, he goes starts a new life somewhere else. You mentioned something once about Homer being a ghost. Oh, Sixth Sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to that Homer's been a ghost the whole time. <laughs> that probably would be able to... You could poke a few holes in that yep. if you needed to. But Truman Show style, we I wrote this as an idea for my Treehouse of... Um, That's what you're trying to tell a guy at work the other day that you wrote these three stories and I couldn't remember the third one. That was it. And that would be great. Yeah. So, like, the idea behind that one, um, I don't remember what I wrote. I know it was, I, I, I thought it would be really good to say. How did I do the gist of it? Do you want me to get it up? Yeah. <laughs> if I can find it. Okay, so I found it on the website. You can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au and just check it out in the, you need to write more articles, by the way, man, because your articles are good and they get some traction. You need to start doing it. Pull your finger out and do some. All right, I'm trying. Do it. Do it. I will not take no for an answer. <laughs> so uh, so one of the stories was you've got here, one for the Belchers. Mm-hmm. It says, in the final and incredibly meta segment, the Simpsons discover that they are actors in a TV show and everybody around them are character actors. The town gets, obviously a Truman Show parody. Truman Show parody, yes. Uh, uh, the town gets the bad news that the show is set to be cancelled and call a meeting to decide on a course of action. They send Grandpa Simpson as a delegate to pitch the continuation of the show to Rupert Murdoch, whom they find was solely responsible for the decision. Rupert is so moved by Grandpa Simpson that he agrees to keep the show on the air, but at a price. In order to accommodate, he will have to cancel Bob's Burgers. This is even worse news for the cast, as Bob's Burgers is a favourite of many of the actors on the show. Bob Belcher makes an appearance clearing out his old office, packing a lone Emmy into a box. The cast of The Simpsons look at their own trophy cabinet and decide they've had a good enough run, so they send Grandpa back into Rupert to sell him all the reasons why the show should be in fact cancelled. He agrees and Bob's Burgers is saved. That's... That could work. Little variations of that could happen. Change shows or something. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I'd, I'd legitimately kind of forgotten what my idea for that was. Um, I feel that I feel that though. That's one of those uh, Principal Skinner, I'm a Tanzarian moments, where it that see doing that would change the show so much. Mm. Where everything you've known about the show is now completely different. Yeah, true. I don't mind that though. Just a little, <laughs> little rug pull. And Fuck sc- with them all. Screw with thirty years of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an anarchist. Anyway, nothing else to say on that one. No, no, no. I think that you know, there's a couple ideas. But that, that, as we said, yeah, that's an idea. So let us know what you think about that one. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Let us know how you would end the Simpsons, and the best answers I will read out in the show next week, guaranteed. So send them in. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. How would you end the Simpsons? That's the listener question of the week. And final question comes in from Jimmy Kroll. Crowell? Crowell? Kroll, yeah. Kroll sounds like a sweet. Oh, by the way, did you get the message this week about Geroid? And it's not pronounced. Someone wrote in how it's actually pronounced. How is it pronounced? I can't remember. I was going to keep calling it Geroid. Geroid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. We'll get to that next week. I just well, remember down under, we call it Geroid, yeah. mate. <laughs> um, uh, so, Jimmy has been listening to the podcast for ages. Uh, it's become part of his Sunday routine. We'll go to the coffee shop and listen to the podcast. How many coffees do you get through, Jimmy? A little bit curious in an hour and 15 minutes. It's cool that like, his routine, he goes to a cafe, just listen to the show. Yeah. Get I away like from it. the rest of the world. Yeah. Anyway, so his question is, and I like this, it's like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. If you could hypnotize yourself to make yourself forget every Simpsons episode, would you do it? The idea being you could then go back and watch them entirely 
so for all the of, first time. So all the rest of these reviews would be as if you've watched it for the first time. Yeah, seen them the first time ever. There's pros and cons to that. Mm. Obviously, you'd love to be able to go back and watch them all for the first time again. Yep. And experience them in a whole new way. Yep. But I don't feel like we would appreciate the shows as much because we got to experience them as kids and as adults. If you only got to experience these as adults, you wouldn't see the child perspective mm-hmm. of the episode. Because yep. you, you remember the episodes for different reasons and you like them for different reasons for different stages of your life. Yeah. I feel we've benefited from being able to watch them as kids. We have that nostalgia value going back and watching them and then we're able to critique them as adults. That's a fair point. What would, have, what would stop me from doing it in this hypothetical world is I don't have the same capacity for having these quotes ingrained in my life if I was to start watching them all from fresh now. Yeah. Because there's just too much to watch. Like, when I was watching The Simpsons, I watched The Simpsons and I watched Seinfeld and that was virtually it, like, outside of movies. They were the only TV shows that I really watched. So, it made it really, really easy for me to be able to remember every bit of dialogue all the time. Now, I would struggle very much to do that. We now, like, for some I, reason, I watch five to... seasons of The Wire and all I get out of it is, Omar coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, Omar coming. <laughs> like, 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 two two words. And, that's, and I'm lucky with that. Yeah, yeah. Plus... How annoying would you be saying quotes like you've heard them for the first time? People are yeah, like, yeah, that's, true. that's fucking 20 years old. Yeah. Like, it's like that's that. Like you were, you had a restaurant, someone knocks it for. Uh-oh, Bethgadio. <laughs> you get like the Simpsons. Yeah. Did you see it? Last yeah, week? when I was fucking 10. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it would be cool, but I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'd pass. Yeah. If I could wipe my memory from ever having seen an episode of Two Broke Girls, I'd do that. I watched that for and the first time about 11.30 at night the other and night. And probably never watch it again, but... It was terrible. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I've never actually seen it. I've seen the I've seen the ads. That was enough. Fuck, man. I watched about 10 minutes of it. I couldn't... I'm like, this show is still going? Like, how does this shit get made? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> there will not be a Two Broke Girls podcast. <laughs> there might already be one. Possibly. But there's someone that um, has asked us as well. It may have been Seth Weens whether we're going to start doing some movie reviews like Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should start doing it. I'd yep. really enjoy doing that. Yeah. Yep. So we'll... As premiums? No. No? Just throw them out there? Yeah, just throw okay. them out there. If you don't want to download... If people don't want to download that particular episode, that's fine. Just skip yeah. over it. Yep. Okay, that's fine. Well, let us know we'll what you branch think. out. Yeah. Or could... Um, Maybe we could just start a separate podcast and just plug the fuck out of it on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everyone must listen to it or we'll track your IP addresses by where you download it and burn your house. This is why you like listening to the show. We have business meetings live on the air. <laughs> business meetings <laughs> and threaten all of our listener base. <laughs> Anything else for the mailbag this week? Uh, yeah, we've got um, uh, one of the Simpsons in the real world stories, which I, we got a new suggestion for what that should be called. We did. I, I didn't love it, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> um until I come up with something better, I'm just going to keep reading out the ideas that people send through. Oh, it was from Richard who wrote it in saying KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Um, his, this is a small one. This isn't so much as a story. It's just whenever uh, someone says, when did that happen? He has to chime we in. We mentioned that last week, didn't we? No, I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, shit. When did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. How much of it? How much of it? Now you'd think we did it on purpose. <laughs> It's like one of those little Lano and Woodley bits where you think they're improvising. Yeah. Um, all right. No no real world stories because I, <laughs> I didn't do any other research. But I will save you guys. I'm going to dob myself in for my two cents. Okay. This is one of the saddest, loneliest things I've ever done. 
the other day I was at the supermarket. Is this buying- a story, by the way, you were going to mention before? No. Okay. No, many stories this week. The other day I was at the supermarket buying some soup for my wife who was suffering from tonsillitis. So she just, um, we didn't have time. I did, like it was seven o'clock at night. So I wasn't about to make soup. So I just went out to grab a packet or a tub of soup. Sounds so appetizing when you put it that way. But anyway, so I'm going through and I was like, well, what am I going to get myself for dinner? I don't really feel like soup. And the supermarket that I was at, I'd noticed over the last few weeks when they were printing the receipt, they were giving out um, vouchers for KFC, Kentucky Fried yeah, Chicken. Yeah, ninety five deals in that, yeah. Yeah, it was $6.95 to get a burger, uh, burger chips, drink, and potato and gravy. So, it was a little bit extra than you get in a normal a burger meal. meal. gravy, yeah. And it was cheaper than a normal meal. So, I was like, you know what? Seven bucks, that'll do me for dinner. So, I put the soup through. I get my receipt. Because there's like eight people that are advertising and I only bought one item, I didn't get KFC printed out on that docket. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I have to go pay full price. I walk past out the supermarket and in the bin where the receipts are, I spot a KFC crumpled up receipt that someone's throwing out. That's fine. That's capitalizing. But I didn't want to make it look like I was just grabbing it from the bin. So I acted as if I dropped my own receipt and then did this little sleight of hand (laughs) mumbo jumbo. To pull out the other one <laughs> and score myself a dollar off a burger. Slide the hand. <laughs> yeah, that's worth it, man. Yep. Every dollar counts. <laughs> and that was your two cents. <laughs> oh, man. That's not being cheap. This that's being genius. It is being cheap. I took <laughs> I took someone else's rubbish so I could get cheaper I, food. I used to go through... I think I've mentioned this before. I used to go to golf. My dad would play golf a lot. I'd play as well, but when I was younger, I'd sometimes just be his caddy, mm. just push his bag around. And we'd go through the bins. That's the biggest golf. rot of all time. Yeah, yeah. I know Fathers that. pretending they were spending time with their sons. Yeah. So... They'd have competitions and we'd play after them. Mm. You'd go through the bins and all the old guys would throw their Mars bars rubbers out and they had the one in six. Oh, deal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly we'd get one getting free Mars Fishing bars. Fishing through the bins to get free Mars and, bars. And, and it got to the point where the guy at the clubhouse would go, I'm not doing them anymore, guys. Could rock of like 10 free Mars bars. He's like, you, you're robbing me of my business. Well, that's that's not true. I know. Just because you've got them all. I, I mean, if 10 individual people came with free bars. I remember his name was Maddie and he was like, sorry, guys, not doing it anymore. I'm like, you can't not do it. No. It's, it's just a deal. <laughs> anyway. Prick. So golf pros. That was my much sense story. Like they're not on enough money that they can't give out a few Mars bars. <laughs> now the battery is almost dying on this. Okay. Get to your story. Have we got enough time? Done. So this is just a story of me um, <laughs> unintentionally being offensive at a funeral. Ah, uh, I know the story. So I, I had to attend a funeral last Thursday and I, would, I was asked to do a reading. Um, it was a really heavily Catholic funeral. Now I am... By no means even remotely religious. I understand faiths and I, you know, I'm aware of what's going on. But like, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of what goes on when you're in church. So it was one of those things where 65% of the people at this funeral all know all all knew all the prayers off by heart. They stood when they were supposed to stand, they kneeled when they were supposed to kneel, they sat, they did everything they were supposed to do. They do their little bow before walking up onto the stage and like, you know, cross themselves, all that sort of stuff. Um when? Just before you get that, I feel that's one of the gags that seems to have transcended the Simpsons, the Jeebus. I think everyone calls Jesus Jeebus now. Uh, not everyone, but like... The people in this room certainly would not yeah, have. 
Okay, continue. So I'm up there doing my thing and I'm, I'm reading off a little bit of script that's in there and everyone's got the pamphlet so they can read what's going on as well. And there's a little bit of call and response. So I read a paragraph, the crowd say, call and response like I'm at a rock show. Dictator. The crowd say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go, one time just a lady saying, whoop, hear our prayers. Um, anyway, so they all say, Lord, hear our prayer. I do a few things back and forth. Then the final sentence was, um, you know, something like, you know, we, we pray to you, Lord Jesus, for blah, blah, blah. After I say that final sentence, there's an audible gasp in the room. I see this like, oh, what have I done? The pr- we, we were genuinely sort of startled. A little shocked. I was like, my fly undone? Like, what have I, <laughs> you know, I didn't swear. I was just reading the words that were in front of me. The priest has gone, well done, Mitch, really well spoken. Well, thank you very much, Father. He went, you actually um, did my bit of dialogue there. <laughs> so I just I just rolled straight through and started taking over the sermon. And <laughs> it started, were they offended? Uh, a couple of the old religious people were. The priest wasn't at all. He, he laughed it off. But had they reacted, like, when you say they were offended, what did they do? Like I said, it was a gasp. It was just this. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Like, you ruined their Sunday. He's not allowed to say that. Um, I, and then this is where, you know, made a little crack, a little wise crack. I was like, oh, sorry, Father, promoted myself. Normally takes years to be able to say that sentence. <laughs> Wanted back. No laughter whatsoever. Oh, really? Um, oh, so you said it so everyone could hear you? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, so he said that to you and everyone heard While you? While I was on stage, he was mic'd up, yeah. So, like, he had oh. a little lapel mic on. So, what he said, everyone could hear. So, he was doing the whole Skinner. How embarrassing for you. No, he, he no, I don't know. He was he, he very, very yeah, sweet yeah. about it. He just went, "Oh, you actually did my bit, but you you spoke very well." Well, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, I do this little podcast, guys. I'm not sure. <laughs> Spent the next five minutes promoting it. <laughs> um, the other thing that happened there that was really, really awful is um, my I've got my grandfather's bald right now. I was sitting off on the left wing of the church. He was sitting in the middle of the row, and Ash, God knows why she did this, pointed out to me that there was a woman sitting like two rows behind and about five meters to the right of my grandfather from the angle we were on it perfectly matched up that her hair looked like his hair so my bald grandfather suddenly had a ponytail Uh, in the middle of church (laughs) i have never wanted to laugh so hard in my life and not been able to i i i would have felt so disrespectful because i was your stepfather's funeral yeah yeah exactly and like my brother and sister that like i I so badly wanted to support them i was like do not laugh do not laugh do not laugh i had What, what did you distract yourself I literally buried my face in Ash's hair and kind of hunched my shoulders to make it look like I was crying. <laughs> I fake the cried. Best I could come up with. <laughs> it's like a Seinfeld thing. I fake cried. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you can't fake cry at a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> it would happen and you then it would to George going, You fake cried at a funeral? You don't understand. Your stepfather's funeral? It looked like he had a ponytail. <laughs> Perfect. Let's just rewrite Seinfeld. <laughs> Speaking of Seinfeld, no, just here. No. <laughs> there is the Twitter account, Modern Seinfeld. It's pretty funny. Okay, cool. So, thanks right, for listening I'm to our review of Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes. Hope you enjoyed it. I've certainly had a good time doing the review. Battery is almost dying in our Zoom H6 recorder. So, as we said... <laughs> thank you to the folks at Zoom. Yes. Uh, thank you to everyone who has already downloaded the premium podcast. If you haven't done it, dollar redo per episode. We're going to be doing Cape Fear in... We're going to record it this week, so it should be out next week. It will be up soon, yes. Uh, I'm going to call it. It'll be up next week. 
Also, if you like to donate to the show, you can just go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. If you donate, um, let us know and we'll also chuck you the premium podcast as well. We'll send you a link for them. If you're having trouble downloading them because they expire after 48 hours, if you purchase them and haven't downloaded them straight away, send us an email, mailbag we at will, fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We will fix it for you. We'll send you the link straight away so you can download it at your pleasure. Just in case you're feeling a little bit jaded after coming up to the end of season three and you're thinking, no, maybe I don't want to start a new season with Four Finger Discount. Maybe I don't want to download their next episode. Let me tell you what is coming up. Opening of season four Camp is Crusty. Camp Krusty. Yes. Episode number two is A Streetcar Named Marge. Episode number three, Home of the Heretic. Episode four, Lisa the Beauty Queen. There's Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. Marge gets a job. Mr. Plow, Homer's Triple oh, Bypass. Yes. Marge versus the Monorail. Marge versus the Monorail, season four? Season four. Fuck yes. Last exit to Springfield, Ooh. Whacking Day. Krusty gets cancelled. So it's come to this, a Simpsons clip show. Holy shit. We're getting into the good stuff now. Camp Krusty was meant to be the first Simpsons movie. I think every Simpsons fan knows that. Mm-hmm. Kind of wish they had have done it. But anyway. So, as I said, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Really appreciate all the support. Like The show's just grown so immensely over the last 12 months. Can't believe it's got to where it is already. Thanks, everyone. Big thumbs up to you all. Now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners before we let them go? And we return next week for Camp Krusty and Cape Fear Premium. No, just um, while it's out, guys, if you don't have a PayPal account, get one sorted so you can get Cape Fear into your ears. Yes, do so. All right, catch you guys next week. Shh.